0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another another episode of Above the Ring. I'm your host, Sam, the SLB. Alongside me today as always, is always the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation for Above the Ring and Bedlam Media. It is Scott. Scott, how are we doing? It's Saturday morning, not Thursday night. I know, I know.
1: Changing it up on you. You know, with uh, AEW... Dynamite being on Fridays for the foreseeable future. Thanks, uh, NBA playoffs. Uh, we will be doing these recordings Saturday, putting stuff out Sunday.
0: Yes. Yeah, so uh, just to keep you guys in the loop for the next couple of weeks, probably till the end of the month. Since July, they start the touring. AEW starts the touring schedule again. Yes. Um, I'm going to assume that they will be doing those tapings live uh, for the month of June. We will be releasing these on Sunday mornings. Looking forward to it, but also just keep in the loop, guys, another really big non-wrestling piece of news coming up. E3 is next week, yes. <clears throat> and we will be covering with Jerry from Super Ghost Radio, the E3 You know, sh- summary. we got a pre-show going on. We're going to kind of do a little bit of coverage for you. Probably not as in-depth as we've done in the previous years, hopefully, but keep your eyes out. That's big. Looking forward to see what comes out, but let's get right into the news. We got some. We got some serious shit. That's happened yeah. this
1: week. <clears throat> a lot of stuff spread out through the week.
0: So well, it's... I'll keep the big one to the side. Um, obviously, I'll start off with New Japan. They have announced that at Dominion, actually on Monday, so 24 hours from the time this has been, <gasps> this gets posted, um, we have a singles match for the vacant IWGP World Heavyweight Championship between Kazuchika Okada and Shingo Takage. I will be keeping an eye on this one. Um, also on that card, it's a solid... It's a small card, but it's a good card. Um, Kota Ibushi, taking on Jeff Cobb. El Desperado, taking on Yo. Uh, Los de Japan. Uh, Tetsuya, Naito, Sanada, Bushi taking on Suzuki-Gun of Taichi's, exhibi Jr. and Doki. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Chaos, uh, Goto tamahari Yoshihashi, and Show Taking on Bullet Club members, Evil, Yujiro Takahashi, and Teji, Shimori, and El Fantasma. Small card, good card. Um, like I said, I think the the title matches the big one. What's going to happen? They're going to th- drop the belt on Okada and hopefully, you know, kind of keep its momentum going. Or they're going to go with a brand new content, you know, new title holder who's a really good wrestler. <clears throat> I don't know. Looking forward to it. Still hoping for the best for Will Ospreay as he recovers. Yes. But speaking of New Japan, we didn't really get to go in depth last time because of everything going on. Mm. Um... So, as of recently, a couple weeks ago, Dave Meltzer announced that there were talks between WWE and New Japan for an exclusive deal. An exclusive deal, which now I'm reading it looks like it was specifically for NXT.
1: That would have been
0: fun. That would have been. I mean, granted, there's definitely main roster guys I'd like to see, but we've had this talk before. Yeah. Um, like, like I think I said uh, during the the uh, pre show for Double or Nothing, we kind of kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, this should definitely be taken with a grain of salt, especially with the Forbidden Door being open. Right. Um, especially since um, you know we got all you know uh, John Moxley is currently the U.S. title holder. Um, forbidden Door. It's it's. I would be fascinated. But for all we know, these talks, which it sounds like also Daniel Bryan was supposed to be, like, their, like, mediator, but he wasn't. Supposedly right. that was the word he was supposed to be, but actually he did no part in that talk. And for all we know, it could have been a phone call. Hey, we want to talk about this. And then that was it.
1: Right. And then people kind of took it
0: uh,
1: <clears throat> ran with it like they do. And it got completely overblown. And, well, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so – we're going to keep an eye on this because, as, as we know, wrestling is in a really cool and obscure place right now. Mm. I say obscure because we're going to go over to the next article kind of segueing in. There are more releases from WWE this week that I think at this point everyone knows about. And they're not small names. No. No. We had several larger names, especially somebody who is definitely in the main event scene.
1: Just... You know, wrestled for you know a title like three weeks ago.
0: Yeah, Alice. You know, um, uh, we have, so we have Braun Strowman first and foremost. The guy got over the moment. He threw Roman Reigns off the fucking out of the ambulance. <laughs> like I don't think the guy has personally lost his momentum. Every time I see him, I'm just like, yo, somebody's gonna get their shit wrecked. Um, Alistair Black, um, somebody who they were getting ready I know to do a storyline with. Somebody who has a he had a, he has a unique character. Mm-hmm. Very unique character. Um Lana, Ruby Riot, um, Buddy Murphy and Santana Garrett. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um The one that surprised me the most, um, obviously besides Aleister Black uh was actually Ruby Riot. Um I mean in a way, I'm shocked, in a way I'm not. Um, Heidi Lovelace has been probably one of my favorites to watch in the indie scene before she showed up in NXT. And when she was signed and they changed her name, I'm like, oh, okay. I said, Ruby Riot actually sounds a little bit more awesome than Heidi Lovelace. I actually really like that name, too. So I'm like, all right, this would be great. She had a, a decent run in NXT. And then they threw her up with Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan and formed the Riot Squad. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Now they're going to, you know, we'll see what happens, see if they start taking over. And WWE main, you know, (laughs) the main roster, as they do, they drop the ball on everything that should be amazing. She's one of the best female talents that they had and they did absolutely nothing with her. She should have been multi-time women's champion, multi-time tag champion. It it just it it blows my mind. Yeah, she really does her look is just
0: she looks super unique and cool. Yeah.
1: And it's like, how do you not capitalize on that? Like there are little girls and little boys that look up to that and go, wow, she's different. I'm different. Okay, and it makes them feel better about themselves. But now they just discard her, and God knows where she goes next. But wherever she goes, I think Liv Morgan tweeted this, whoever gets Heidi Loveless on their roster wins. And I 100% agree. So, honestly, I'm hoping she goes somewhere big. Maybe she goes to Japan. Maybe she goes to AEW. Maybe she goes to Impact, Ring of Honor. I don't know.
0: But wherever she goes, she's going to make that women's division that much more credible. I can see her going to Impact. There's a lot of cool teams. I think. I mean, her taking on somebody from Fire and Flavor, you know, would be ex- her and Jordan Grace. Her and Diana Perazzo. Yeah. Oh man, the the endless, endless shit that can happen. Cannot, yeah. You know. Oh. Absolutely.
1: Um, the uh, the Aleister Black release also. Um, they had spent. I think a month, a month and a half working on this dark uh Dark Father um persona that he was talking about in these vignettes that were probably some of the best stuff on an awesome show that is SmackDown already. He comes out, he makes his re-debut, he attacks Big E during an intercontinental championship match, and I'm like, all right, here we go. It's Big E versus Alistair Black. This is gonna be an amazing feud between two fantastic wrestlers and then the following week we just get another vignette and i'm like all right that's fine they're just prepping that's all good and fine and then he's released and i'm like what you spent all this time getting us all hyped up like the internet every time his vignettes came on twitter was blowing up with how excited they were that alistair black was going to do something amazing again that The main roster finally would be like, all right, we'll pick up this ball and we'll run with it. But what do they do? (laughs) They let him go. So it's just, yeah.
0: It's, (laughs) yeah, it's frustrating. And unfortunately, I think I saw something where they might not be done making these cuts.
1: Yeah, they Um, always say that. (laughs) The problem, the real issue that I have with this whole thing is that I I read somewhere that John Laurinaitis texted both the the Raw and SmackDown crews and told them it's for budget cuts. Even though this past year, WWE made almost $1 billion in revenue, which is the most
0: ever. But yet, budget cuts. (laughs) So, (laughs) that being said, again, going through it myself, when you're cutting bigger talent like this. I'm seeing, and there is no... What? You gonna say that S-word? I would not be surprised. And again, this is so far-fetched, because Vince McMahon, that's his baby. Yeah. Shane and... He would put Shane and Stephanie up for adoption before he got rid of this company. (laughs) Yeah. But the fact that there's a potential he might sell to NBC, and that was where I came across – the the rumor mill was NBC if they sold, which would make right. sense since they have the network. Right. Um, they already own Pe- – uh, Peacock
1: already owns the WWE network and, you know.
0: Now, it could be – it could be coincidence. Yeah. it's all it could be coincidence. And I know we're both one of those people who, like, Vince wouldn't give up living – like, like he right. would sell his soul to the devil to live forever. Right. Kind of thing. <clears throat> but right now, there are arrows pointing. As much as we know, that one factor of Vince McMahon. one. Yeah. All these other factors are coming up. And yeah. It's look. It's. I mean, heck, maybe maybe NBC was the one who was trying to push the New Japan deal.
1: Maybe that's you know? true. It's
0: valid point. Very. Right? <laughs> You know, and that's why I'm saying, you know, wrestling is an awesome. You know, you got the growth of Impact, AEW, the Forbidden Doors open, MLW is now on TV. But also the stuff going on with WWE and the potential talks with New Japan and these this talent release. Let let's, let's be clear, all the talent that we just mentioned, unless they don't want to go into a bigger company or they want to go, they want to get out of the industry, they're getting picked up by somebody big. <laughs> all right. Yep. you know, Brock about it. is like a that's that's a monster. Imagine him yeah. and Lance Archer. <laughs> yeah,
1: the the one the one issue that I had with Braun is that well, it's not even with Braun. Again, it goes back to the main roster and the old guard and the way they are with monsters. They're a monster until they want them to be a sideshow, and they turn them into a joke. Now I know that you you. Having been watching the, the main, you know, Raw's and SmackDown's for a little while uh, Braun, yes, most of the time he has some type of momentum but there are times where he is in some of the goofiest shit that I've ever seen and I'm just like, why are you doing this man so dirty? Just let him run over people literally without making fucking train noises excuse my French <laughs> it's just, <laughs> my God like, he, you could build a company around him. hmm And, yeah, I, I don't know where he goes from here. Um, like you said, if he wants to continue to wrestle, I'm sure he'll find work wherever he wants to go. <laughs> um, and we talked about this also. The 90-day release point from when they were all released is August 31st. And Sam, um, I'm, I'm sure you, you might know that there's a special pay-per-view, um, starting on September 5th, just throwing it out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's coming. I mean, I mean, the pay-per-view and, you know, I mean, I mean, they just got released all out of that company. So, I mean, sorry, bad joke, but I thought it was like,
1: (laughs) I was was hoping I'm so happy.
0: there's a lot, I mean, you gotta keep in mind too, we got Slam of First Ring July. That's true. So, but the first wave. (laughs) I still see a lot of people mock anybody else who's not WWE right now, and it's like, okay, cool, if that's your brand, that's your brand, but at the same time, there's a lot of other shit that's out there. Like, part of the reason why we do this is because I want to share my love of, okay, yeah, NXT has some good shit going on, you know, WWE does have some cool shit going on, but look what AEW is doing. Mm-hmm. Look what Impact's doing. Look what New Japan's doing. Look what Ring of Honor is doing. Look what MLW. There's so much good shit out there. Yep. And guess what? If I I one of the reasons I almost stopped watching wrestling again after Mania is because when I was watching the main roster, I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, I'm watching children's television. Which I get it. <clears throat> you want to appeal to the kids a little bit. Yep. You got to, but. It was just like uh, I was just like mid twenties. I'm just like, this isn't even like it's there's great talent, but this garbage writing. As you said, they are creatively uh broke.
1: Yeah. They're they're it's yeah. It's it's unfortunate because you think mm-hmm. that with all the, the talent that they have in their writing division and it's just it's frustrating. Now, I don't know if maybe they're coming up with some great stuff and Vince looks over cuz Vince has the last say on everything on the main roster. So, yeah, Vince could look at something that looks amazing to everybody else and he's like, "Nah, scrap. Nobody wants to do it. Let's let's put in some fart jokes and some, you know, some poop stuff. That'll get the crowd going." No. It did when we were in our teens and in our, you know, maybe early early 20s because it's like, "Ha, that shit's funny." No pun intended. And <laughs> uh, now, you know, the older fan... Well, I say older fan base. Those of us who grew up during the Attitude Era now are in our 30s, late 30s, and we're just like, no. We want some legitimate wrestling. We want good storylines, stuff that we can sink our teeth into. And there's not a lot of that on the main roster anymore. No. And it hasn't been for quite some time. Now, I, I, I honestly would say the only thing that's really really worth investing time into is whatever Roman Reigns has been doing. Since he came back from uh, his hiatus once COVID started, he's been unequivocally the best wrestler on the main roster. Storyline-wise, wrestling-wise, it's just been amazing to watch. And I went from being like a fringe fan of Roman... To complete, like, you love to hate the guy. And it's just, it's, yeah.
0: Which is weird because four years ago, if you said Roman Reigns is going to be the best thing on the roster, you would have been like, I'm going to smack you.
1: <laughs> right, because because all all, Vince tried to stuff him down our throats in us being the fans that we are. We don't like being force-fed stuff. We want things to grow naturally. If you want to do that, then you look at what happened with Yeselmania or Kofi Mania. That stuff grew naturally, and it willed its way into happening. The stuff with Roman Reigns now, his whole tribal chief um, shtick, it works. It fits his character. He has a brand-new theme song that is actually makes his entrance to the ring seem like a big deal. It's just, and the stuff that he's doing with the Usos, it's, Yeah. It's good stuff. I, I thoroughly enjoy watching Fridays now because I know we're going to see something with Roman and the Usos, and it's going to be great. And it has been for <clears throat> God uh, almost a year now. So, yeah. But the rest of it, like Raw, I want to love Raw, but there's not much left on it that
0: really I'm looking forward to. Yeah, which is uh weird since that has been the show for over 25 years, uh, 28 years now. Yeah. So with that being said, we're going to talk about the good parts of wrestling, yes. the best parts of wrestling. Yes. We will definitely be keeping an eye out on these releases. Scott and I were like in our seats, we're like Yay. excited, but we're going to kick it off right on Tuesday. Scott, let's kick us off right into NXT. The saviors
1: of WWE themselves.
0: You know, you want to sell the main roster?
1: Go ahead. Keep NXT. It's wonderful. I love all of it. So we start off with our number one contendership triple threat match between Kyle O'Reilly, Johnny Gargano, and Pete Dunn, And it's the match that you expected it to be. Hard-hitting. Pete, like, snapping limbs. Kyle trying to pop your knees out. <laughs> Johnny just being Johnny. <laughs> um, however, we get a little surprise at the end as uh, Adam Cole Bay Bay makes his reappearance after being gone for a couple of months and literally takes out all three men and leaves this thing in a no contest. This brings Regal down, and he has Regal has that look and I've seen Regal have this look before, it's that I'm going to effing kill you look. And I'm like, part of me really wants an Adam Cole and William Regal match. I'm sure back in the day that would have been like main venting anything, anytime, mm-hmm. anywhere. Even now, I'm pretty sure that would still be a ridiculous match, but Regal hasn't wrestled in, uh, in a long time. But even still, that's my fantasy booking. <laughs> put that away for a second. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Regal and a whole bunch of security basically take Cole and they effectively push him out the door but we don't know what happens and this number one contendership was supposed to be for the next contender for carrying Cross for the NXT championship so at this point really not sure what's going on after that Ember Moon comes out to the ring literally the first, like, 25, 30 minutes of NXT was absolute bedlam, no pun intended again, but <laughs> holy shit. Like, I'm so used to everything being segmentated, but this wasn't. It was, like, the fight's going on, throwing Cole out. Ember Moon flies by Regal, and Regal's like, Ember, what are you doing? And she runs into the ring. She's screaming and yelling at Raquel Gonzalez, calling her out because of everything that she did to Shotzi the week prior. And Raquel comes out. They start jaw jacking. And then Ember gets attacked from behind by Dakota Kai. That sets up a match for next week between those two. And I'm sure that's going to be ridiculous. And if I remember correctly, because I know it was Tuesday. And that's such a long time ago now. (laughs) um, At NXT TakeOver In Your House, which is on the 13th of this month. So that's coming up nice and quick. Ember Moon will be taking on Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship. So that is uh, already looking to be one of the best matches on the card. After that, we moved on to Jake Atlas taking on LA Knight. Yeah.
0: Yeah, let me talk to you. <laughs>
1: um, I love what they're doing with LA Knight. Cameron Grimes, and the Million Dollar Man. We're looking for, apparently, the legacy or the mantle to be picked up and carried along. Cameron thought it was going to be him. Then what happened last week with LA Knight attacking him. This week, Cameron kind of got his, you know, a little bit of uh, retribution. Oh. LA Knight was having that match with with Jake Atlas. Million Dollar Man came out maybe a few minutes into it and LA Knight did the, the, the worst thing. He tried to pander and tried to you know, show off too much. It caused Cameron to come out. Cameron started talking uh, to Million Dollar Man. LA Knight got distracted. Jake Atlas hit his beautiful cartwheel DDT from the top rope and got the win. Now, one would consider that, at least I would consider this a bit of an upset because Jake Atlas has has not gotten too many high profile wins on on NXT. I hear he's done real well in Two Hundred Five Live. Unfortunately, that's one of those shows I can't really find time to watch. I really should, but once again, too much wrestling. How much time? Yeah. not much time to do it. <laughs> so that that whole shtick continues. And I'm excited for it. Um, those two will actually have a match: uh, LA Knight and Cameron Grimes at NXT Takeover Take uh, in your house as well. So oh, maybe that'll finish the whole thing, and we'll see who walks away as the maybe. Maybe it'll be for the million dollar championship. I would love to see that come back. But I heard rumors that it would. Yeah. So will I. Whether it actually happens or not, I'm not sure. But if they want to make that into how the FTW belt is for AEW, just not a actual title, but something that still can be defended, I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, after that, uh, somehow Adam Cole found his way back into the ring, so I'm not mad at that because we get another segment with Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> and, well, Adam basically being Adam the heel, which I love, I like Adam Adam Cole as a face, but Adam Cole's a heel is the best fit, which you would think is how he would be in real life, but in real life he's probably like the nicest person on the face of this planet. I know when I watch stuff with him and up up down down and it's 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 like how are you with the same person? Does not compute
0: at all. I've noticed that with a lot of the heels out there, like the like the ones who are the best heels are actually the nicest people. Like The Miz, uh, MJF.
1: That's, it's, oh my God. But anyway, so going back into the segment, he basically says that it's time for him to have the NXT championship back because it's been two years to that day on Tuesday that he won the NXT championship. And I'm like, oh my God, it's already been two years since he won that title? That's insane. But, of course, this causes the champ to come out. And he tells Regal, because Regal, of course, comes out afterwards, still with his I'm going to kill you face. (laughs) And Cross tells Regal, I want them all. So so we're not going to have a one-on-one shot at takeover in your house. We're going to have a fatal five-way. So of course this makes me believe that anybody can win this title at this point. I don't know who's gonna win, but I'm gonna sit back and really enjoy this match. <laughs> After oh, that they have the whole car already, huh? <laughs> pretty much. I think they have four or five matches already announced, which is uh, which actually works out since the show is next Sunday. <laughs> Um, so then after that we had an open challenge for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Bushida putting the belt on the line against a debuting Carmelo Hayes, formerly known as Christian Casanova. Now, when I still lived in Southern New England, I saw me plenty of Christian Casanova. And I'm like, this man is a star in the making. And somebody needs to sign him quickly. And then when he was signed by NXT, I was like, all right, here we go. I said, this is great. I said, I get to watch Christian Casanova versus Retro AG on an NXT platform at some point. Pinch me. This No, there's no way this is happening. Most likely at some point it's gonna. Carmelo Hayes is his new name. I actually really like it. I know some people have referenced that it sounds like or
0: it's named after a candy bar. All right, I get it. <laughs> the, it's it's funny. The first the first part of the name, the Carmelo part, it didn't didn't really re- sit well with me at first. Um, Hayes, I mean that's that's fine. Yeah, it was it's a weird name. It's different. I don't know. I mean, they gotta sit there with a dartboard and figure out how these names work. Yeah, pretty so. much.
1: Well, I mean, I'm sure like somebody had some input. Um, I know with uh, with AG, uh, he helped with the name, his, his August, uh, August Gray name. Um, so, who knows? But I like it. I think it works for his character. Uh, the match between the two was real good. Um, Kushida does end up getting the victory, but they had a nice little moment after the match. So, uh, Mr. Hayes gets himself a nice little rub from the Cruiserweight champ. So and hopefully that'll, that'll mean big things for him going forward. Because so, I know the ladies have been doing well. The new ladies that have been coming in. So hopefully the new guys that are coming in, they'll start getting some TV time as well. Speaking of the new ladies, we had a women's tag match uh, with The Way. Uh, the current NXT Tag Team Champions, uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell taking on Zoe Stark and Zayda Raymer. Good match. Way picking up the victory. And then our main event of the evening. Uh for the NXT Tag Championship. MSK taking on and defeating Legado del Fantasma. Great match. Santos at some point tried to get involved, and then of course he gets run over by the thick boy himself. Bronson Reed. Okay. So more than likely, it looks like, if I remember correctly, I think Bronson and Santos are going to wrestle for the North American Championship. I believe I saw that somewhere. If not, it should happen.
0: Oh, you got four matches. There's usually five matches booked for... uh yeah, in for your the house. title. Oh, yeah. Back. So maybe that'll be the, the last one? Maybe, maybe. Uh, we also... <clears throat> We also saw
1: another another match that was signed. Zaya Lee will be taking on Mercedes Martinez. And they had a nice, nice vignette with some beautiful continuity. You know how much I love my continuity. Yep. Zaya Lee referencing back in the first May on Classic when Mercedes Martinez defeated her. Uh-huh. And now with everything that's been going on with Zaya Lee and how now she's literally like a. Trained warrior, this match I believe I could steal the show, and I, it, 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 and with the title matches that are that are already set up, I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested about this match, so we'll see what happens with that. We had another vignette about the Diamond Mind. Still have no idea who's in it. Obviously, the leading candidate would be Tessa Blanchard, because the the diamond logo that is for the diamond mine is exactly the one that she used for her trunks. I've also seen Roddy's name being thrown in there as well. I don't know. They've been saying open soon for forever now, so <laughs> I'm hoping it'll happen at at takeover. I think that would be a great time to bring them in, especially, I don't know, maybe, I don't know where they would fit it in, but I need to see when this happens. Yep. So I'm hoping that it'll be a big reveal and it'll shock the world because a lot of other companies have been doing a lot of shocking lately. It's time for NXT to get on, to get on that. But like I said, a really good show. Um, but yeah. Let's uh let's change that channel, and uh, we'll uh we'll switch over instead of AEW because they moved to Fridays for the foreseeable future. Let's talk some Impact.
0: Okay, guys, Impact. This was I totally forgot about this. I was at the Cigar Bar and I was relaxing. I was trying to you know just 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 take the edge off, you know, in between jobs right now. But I forgot that BTI leaked into Impact this week for the one-hour Iron Man match. Between Josh Alexander and TJP <coughs> for the X Division Championship. I clocked in about ten o'clock. Wow. For the for the last 10-15 minutes of that match was incredible. Absolutely incredible between those two guys. Um Josh Alexander was up one nothing. And then TJP got a pin at four like at one second left, going into sudden death. Um Josh Alexander got obviously retained. Great. D- d- There there was a vignette after that where Josh Alexander was like, since we don't have our impact title, I want to elevate the X Division title. So he wants to bring it up. He's the guy. There's something about him. He's going to be he's going to be champion one day. Nice. He's going to be champion. Like I really get and I think Matthews or maybe D. Brown said it almost like a Kurt Angle esque kind of feel. With his with his style, not so much the character, the style. Yeah,
1: I can see that. I can definitely see that. I'm I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm I was a fan of Josh oh, Alexander before when he was you know part of the North. Uh, the North, but I mean the focus was always on you know Ethan, Ethan Page. Page. Now that they're separated, Josh has really stepped into his own, and I love the fact that they they put the X Division title on him. And he's doing good things with it.
0: Yes. Agreed. Uh, following that, we had a tables match between Jake something and Rahit Raju with uh, something to feed in Raju. I didn't realize there was a table match going on. Did I even watch last week? I couldn't even tell you. It's all a blur right now. <laughs> <clears throat> this was this was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, it's a tables match. I mean, what else did there to say about one of those? Uh, Jake something, another one who I feel like Cody was kind of like the forefront of the Deaners. Mm-hmm. And Jake has become his own monster in himself. Uh, Following that, we were supposed to have a match between Rich Swan and W. Morrissey. But as Rich Swan came out, W. Morrissey attacked uh, Rich. Kicked the shit out of him. And I think this is set for Against All Odds. Let me take a look. Against All Odds, not the film. We don't want... The film? (laughs) Where are you?
1: I just... Why are you looking? I, I... I love what they are doing with W.C. Morrissey. I I almost called him W.C. Morrissey. Um, It's just... We're so used to him being Big Cass. And (laughs) it's nice to see him completely break that shell and just be an actual monster. And I know... When they introduced him... Because of Eric Young being injured, part of you know, violent by design. I th- honestly think after his monster run, if you put him in violent by design, mm
0: hmm, him and Joe Doring, yes. My, oh, oh my, don't mind me, guys, my allergies are killing me today. Um, so. Some before or after that, and I tweeted it, and I was happy because Scott Demore liked it. Um, Scott Demore made a comment. Where I, I forgot who he was talking. Maybe it was Morrissey. He said something this and that. Oh, we're going to have a match against all odds. So-and-so, whether it was W. Morrissey, Rich Swan, Willie Mac, whoever, walked away. Scott D'Amore, you know, makes it, you know, they mumble something. He makes a comment. Yeah, and you can't teach that, and goes into his office. <laughs> yes. It was so subtle. I had to wait. I'm like, wait a minute. Did you just say what I think he said? You know, Um,
1: I I love when Impact takes subtle swipes at WWE for stuff like that. It brings me back, uh, when you mentioned that, it brings me back to what they did with Tyrus. When he first debuted, um, he was the bodyguard of EC3. And at some point, I think during his first or second show, they were in the back talking. And EC3 had looked up. And it was disco ball because obviously Tyrus in WWE was brought as clay, the whole dancing, the whole singing, and everything else. So EC3 looks at it, notices it, tells Tyrus, "Don't look up. I don't want your PS, you know, your <laughs> PTSD to, to to go off. It's, it's it's okay." And they and they and they walk off. So the subtle swipes I yeah. think are amazing. I, I love them. I know they're cheap, but whatever. It pops us, and it that's good. So. Sorry. Yeah, those are
0: it was great. Um also after that, yes, next week <clears throat> there's gonna be a match uh between Rosemary and Havoc. Um if Havoc wins, Havoc be, be I, I think Damore said this. But if Havoc wins, she now joins the title match between Rosemary and Diana Okay. Turn
1: this into a
0: triple threat. That would be uh I have a be feeling. Rosem-
1: for Deanna, but,
0: eh. Well, yeah, I mean, she got she gi- she gave her the like her only pin. Yeah. Like, I have a feeling Rosemary is gonna be the one to take that title from her, whether it be at against all odds or in the future. Like, you don't just pin the champion like that, especially when they've been protected.
1: Right. Exactly. And Diana definitely been protected at over an, over at Impact,
0: so <laughs> which is yeah. great. It's the legi- She feels so legitimate as a champion. Yeah. that crack, it's like. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Rosemary's gonna do it. Yeah. Uh following that, we had um Knockouts Tag Team Championship match, a rematch between Fire and Flavor and Jordan Grayson Rachel Elring. Man, I love uh Grayson L Ring. Um unfortunately they did get defeated. Mm. Um I know there's a little bit of uh tension between the two right now, L Ring and Jordan. I think Jordan's about to go through a character... I don't want to say character change, but, like, she about to, it, something. something's up.
1: It looks like she's ready for a heel turn. She seems a little on edge about everything. I know last week when she was a fill-in for Taylor Wilde, she acted like she was insulted because she was a replacement and not a first pick. And Ellery yep. had to kind of talk her down. So... Yeah, I can see it. I think this after this loss, I, I, I would not surprise me if those cracks continue to happen, and then she just goes full heel. And a heel Jordan Grace, y'all better watch out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love her as a face. I think she's one of the few wrestlers who probably can be a face straight through. She just has that attitude. But a heel Jordan Grace, Big Mama Pump, mm, yeah. you dead. Uh, Following that, we had our match between uh, debut match of New Japan legend uh, Satoshi Kojima taking on Diener uh, with Vion-Bot Design by his side. Um, There was a point where I think Joe Doring tried to get involved and Eddie Edwards came out because I guess Eddie and uh, Kojima have uh, passed together, so he kind of came out and helped him. Um, Kojima got the pin over Diener. But I believe that against all odds, we're going to be getting... Kojima versus Doring, who have wrestled each other over in Japan. Yep. So that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. And he was good. If if you've never watched Kojima, a, a lot of these old New Japan guys, you know. You know, WWE back in the nineties definitely was about showmanship. Mm-hmm. But like I feel like New Japan, they definitely put the emphasis on like the athletic ability as well as the showmanship. Because these guys, they, I mean, you and I obviously don't speak Japanese or whatnot, but when you have somebody like Okada come out, he has the flash, he has the bang, he has all of this. And then he goes out into the ring and you're like, my God, like, this guy is like, yeah. is he human? Right. Like, yeah. is he real? <clears throat> so um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, that might be something I might have to peek on. I mean, I mean, they've had solid cards, you know, Yeah. since I've gotten on the impact train. Uh, finally that we had our main event, which was supposed to be, I believe if it was Moose and Callahan in the main event. Yep. Um, I believe the, it was if Callahan won, he was going to fight Kenny. I think that was, he was going to take his, um, I think he was supposed to be added to the match possibly added. Yeah. Another. Another, I knew Callahan was going to be involved some way, which with the way he's been going, <coughs> there's no way Moose is going to win this because they're also pushing Sammy versus Kenny. Right. Because at the end of this match, it ended by DQ because Kenny and the Good Brothers came out sure. and spoiled <laughs> everything. Um, but we got one more week to against all odds. I enjoyed this show as always. Oh, also. There was a, a, a vignette for a new, new star coming in. Um, I'm not sure if you saw this. Uh, Steve Macklin, formerly known as Steve Cutler, is going to make his Impact debut. Yes.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Deanna's husband will be showing up. Beautiful.
0: So looking forward to seeing, you know, what, what he brings to the table.
1: Nice.
0: But Impact was good. But I think you and I, we have, we have a lot of things to talk about. But this post-show, this fallout of... From Double or Nothing. Yes, sir. And first and foremost... (coughs) First and foremost, we kicked off with the AEW Tag Team Championship match. Death Triangle taking on the Young Bucks. We haven't seen it before. I mean, we've seen it before. But we also, it's like, man, they can't put on a bad match, the four of them. It's true. All of them looked Incredible. Um. Obviously, the Young Bucks retained um, because, uh, you know, Brendan Cutler got involved a little bit. And I believe at one point, uh, Eddie Kingston came out to a system. Yes. When the Elite was still going after him. Yeah. Um, I know later on in the night, uh, Pac and Penta were kind of like, you know, yo, we don't want anything to do with you. And Eddie's like, no, you know, this and that, da, 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 da. you know, the friend of your, you know, the enemy of the enemy is your friend kind of, you know, conversation. So, Maybe he brings the family back together. Maybe that, maybe there's a maybe I don't know.
1: Possibly, I know. With um, um, with Moxley out indefinitely, yeah, Kingston's gonna have something to do. And right now, you have him coming after the elite, you have Frankie Gazarian coming after the elite, and you have Death Triangle fighting the elite. I have a feeling we're probably going to get an eight man tag at some point. Oh, my God. Um, That's just how I'm looking at it. (laughs) Uh So, either that or at some point, the elite's going to get destroyed by everybody
0: who comes after them. Yeah. I mean, who they're going to lose those titles to? I don't know. Part of the reason, part of the way you make these titles strong is you put them on somebody who you absolutely loathe for a long time. True. Because you
1: want the faces to beat them so bad, mm-hmm. and when they don't, you hate the young bucks even more, and in turn it <clears throat> makes you immediately love whatever next face team fights them. It's 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 brilliant wrestling psychology, and even us, you know, smarter fans, we still fall for it every time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like even MJF. It's like I'm so aggravated with you, but I I, I love you like you're yeah. like perfect. Yeah. So. Following that, we had what may have been the highlight of the night. I'm with my friend, <laughs> who was with me. You're watching this, and of course, Mark Henry. You know, Mark Henry comes out, so exciting. wearing a
1: salmon shirt, a salmon colored shirt, mm-hmm. and I I picked up on that immediately. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'm like, are you gonna are you gonna be you know, <laughs> the strongest slam to uh, to Tony Schiavone? What are you doing? <laughs>
0: Well, it was it was he cut a good promo. I like where he's like he said, "I'm not here to fix AEW because AEW isn't broken." Right. You know he very he's very. It's it was it was great to just kind of I don't know it's he's a legend from the Attitude Era. Like it's like Paul White. I mean these I mean as much as people like oh yeah they weren't on the main car they weren't the main inventors all the time. These were still the people that you know they were the meat and potatoes. Yeah. You know, as much as, yeah, you might, for example, Kenny Omega, he's the Impact champion. And you see him on occasion when it's, you know, and it's rare. But also, like, there's the guys, like I said, Josh Alexander. You got Chris, you know, you got all these people who they put in all the extra work to make the championship feel special. So these, you know, somebody like Mark Henry, who's also the legitimate strong man. You know? So anyways, my buddy was like, yo, I heard he was a big deal signing. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, Are you see? I'm like Mark Henry. Mark. That's that's Mark Henry. Like, like, what do you what do you mean you've heard? <laughs> Everyone and his brother watched the Attitude Era at one point knows who Mark Henry is. True. But that wasn't even the best part. And I loved your response when I texted you because you're like, I'm not watching Twitter. i not paying attention to Twitter. I had to record my SmackDown study. I was 20 minutes behind at
1: that point. And when I just see my name in all caps, I'm like, oh, shit. Something big happened. Don't
0: look at Twitter. Don't look at anything.
1: Just focus
0: on the TV. So everyone knows, all the other podcasters, all the other fans who listen out there, anytime something happens between Scott or I, what happens is it's generally either the article or or we just send the name our names in caps. So if Scott sent if Scott watched that and I wasn't around, all I'd see is Sam, Sam, a billion exclamation marks. <clears throat> so I love how they kicked it off when Vicky comes out. Yeah, oh, it was like a WWE reunion. I was like, what? Is I'm like, what the hell is going on? I was like, I was like, okay. I mean, Vicky's coming out. I go, is she gonna be like his like? co-commentators i go that'd be cool that'd be interesting yeah yeah (laughs) and she starts getting obnoxious and i love how and i know people again we talk about people who annoy you she can get annoying as fuck but that's why she's good at it
1: but she's the nicest woman in the world in in real life
0: (laughs) yes she does it on purpose that's part of the character she comes out and she's talking and she's talking and i don't even know if she said his name i forgot if she said his name she did she did. Yeah, I'll have it was Andrade. And I fucking perked up. I was like, and my buddy's, again, my buddy's like, and this one I could have given him because he hasn't watched it in, in a while or their product. But I'm like, no. And he walked right out. Walked right out. And I was like, I'm like, are they going to be promoting the AAA match? And it wasn't until earlier today. Where I sent you the photo. Where it's official. Good. He's all elite. We got Andrade El D... Ed- Edilo? El Idalo. Oh, man. Yeah, I need to take Spanish. It's... <laughs> oh, my God. When I saw him come out, I was
1: just like, yeah. Just noises. <laughs> but I got to say, I think AEW did one one thing incorrect. And they kind of did it for this whole thing. They didn't give Henry any music. Yeah. And they did nothing for Andrade. No music, no nothing. They just expected his face value to be huge. And I don't think the crowd gave him the proper excitement that they should have. And I know we talked about this. The crowd actually seemed kind of dead. I don't know if it was because it's 10 p.m. And maybe they're tired. I get it. But this... This seemed like a completely different crowd from Double or Nothing, or well, even the the um, Dynamite before.
0: <laughs> well, I did notice. Obviously, we were talking about you know talent up front. The talent is now back in in there, so I'm wondering if they're not. I'm wondering if they they're doing it for the pay per views. Well, yeah, we're gonna have people in the state is you know in the stands and whatnot. But when we do shows for the meantime, for the next month or so, probably you know keep the wrestlers up front. If they can't sell those tickets, you know, kind of make it look full. Because I was looking, looking. that's why, I, like, I'm like, yo, is that Ziggy Dice up front? All
1: right, You know, yeah. you noticed. That's um, the same thing to you about Ashley Vox and Will yeah. uh, Nightingale
0: as well, yeah. So, definitely the crowd number was smaller. And it did. you could definitely tell, again, go back to Double or Nothing, how that crowd was on fire all oh night. Oh, God. The whole night.
1: And it never <laughs> stopped.
0: <laughs> all night. But, no, I agree with that. Um, it was weird. But, um, you know, I'm not. Mad. I'm just like no. this is this is exciting. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, having having Entrade actually now being a part of AEW outside of AAA. This is this this can be big.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now he has that opportunity to prove the megastar he should have been in WWE. But dare I go back to what I always say about the main
0: event? <laughs> The main roster. <laughs> yep. Well, especially somebody like him, and people forget. <clears throat> um, Andrade was the wrestler. <clears throat> oh my god, my fucking allergies, man. Um, <laughs> I'm not cutting that, by the way. Don't. Enjoy my phlegm. <laughs> um, on Andrade is the guy who started Los Ingobernables. Mm. He was the founding member over in Mexico. And I don't know how big they are currently in Mexico, but obviously we got the offspring of that in Japan. Yeah. Led by Naito. That's like if they... Imagine if they buried Finn Balor that bad. The guy who started the Bullet Club. Well, That's dirty. Well, the main roster tried. <laughs> but even so, he was so over. Yeah. He's just so over. I'm just... <sighs> I don't know. Like I said, we're in an interesting time. And mind you, Andrade's coming over. We still have all the people in July. We talked about Slammiversary, but everyone's got to keep in mind, yeah, just because they show up there doesn't mean they're not going to show up there. Exactly. Some might do a Matt Cardona.
1: That's true. Just kind of hop around until <clears throat> you find a home. Yeah, yes. absolutely.
0: Or an EC3, you know, that's uh, another yeah. one. Hop around. That's another one. You know, and we got the all-out crew. This, It's exciting. And Tony Khan wants to grow that roster. They have another show. Rampage starts in August. That's right. We are looking for... Oh, my
1: God. So exciting. We we may need to permanently move these these shows to Saturday mornings because there's more wrestling to cover now. Mm.
0: Oh, yeah. We got nothing better to do. What, are we, what, are we, what else do we do?
1: Right. Exactly.
0: So following that, we had a... Um, an incredible match, I thought, between Cody Rhodes, Lee Johnson, taking on the Factory's QT Marshall and Anthony Ogogo. Wow! <clears throat> I know a lot. That, I think the Factory's another example of, a, of um, a faction where people are like, "Okay, cool." That have grown into the okay. Let's let's see what's going on. Even QT, and I've always liked QT, but he's like, he's like, oh yeah, QT's good. He can wrestle, and he's there. He's a but i good like, huh? He's a good hand, as Cody would say. <laughs> yeah, but he's gotten really good. He's coming to his own, Yeah. and now he has Anthea Gogo, who again, despite where I think he should have won a double or nothing, yep. he still looked strong here. He didn't look like he was coming off a fuck. I lost this and that. He looked right. like, especially when he ended the match. He, you know, obviously did the punch to Cody. Yeah.
1: I thought, see, I thought that's how he should have won a double or nothing. Yeah. Straight shot to the gut, followed by like an uppercut to the face, and just Cody just crumbling. I thought that would have been a huge victory for a go go, yeah. But whatever, they went the way they did because it's Memorial Day weekend, and obviously, we should have thought of that, yeah. We <laughs> America never loses on Memorial Day. Um, so yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this win. I love how QT's like, I did it. On my own, I'm like, bitch. No, you didn't.
0: <laughs> he's such a good heel. He's, he's great. I'm looking. I might. I, and I love the logo they have. I might buy a factory shirt. I
1: know. But, I said the same thing last night. <laughs> I'm like, you know, that's really sharp. Oh my God
0: damn! <laughs> Don't make me do it. Following that, we had the uh Inner Circles Victory Lap. Let me tell you, these everyone in here has been on fire with their promos. Yes. They definitely, and this is, I remember somebody told me that people need to go to WWE to get their, you know, work on their mic and skills. Which, fair enough, they probably definitely put a, you know, they do have a lot of people help out with, you know, with their you know, mic and whatnot. But you got fucking Chris Jericho, one of the best people to ever be in a microphone. Yeah. He's definitely, <clears throat> everyone here, even Jake Hager, right? Who people have been mediocre about. His promo he cut, and the fact that we're getting them in an MMA fight. Him and Wardlow. I'm like, dude, I want more Hager. Like, this is the Hager I want.
1: Yeah, this is the Hager that should have been in WWE for the longest time. You know, when he can't, he kind of showed flashes of this when he was in Lucha Underground as well. I know I keep bringing that up, but
0: Same again, underground.
1: <laughs> here is your earworm for the day. <laughs> but he he's been showing little flashes of brilliance. Ever since he's been in the inner circle, it's, it's been happening more often. And yep. then that promo, I'm like, I, I'm i not an MMA guy, but shh, I'm ready
0: for this match. Yeah. I, not in the no, match. I'm
1: ready for this fight.
0: Because it's, it's going to be it's, a fight. It's going to be incredible. And I think even, it, it, not just him, but Wardlow. I'm, you know, the more I look at Wardlow, Wardlow has this ruthless aggression. Like, feel to him. Like, you know, early Batista. Early Orton. You know, all the big guys who started off very, qua- like, he has. And I think JR said it, too.
1: Yeah. He, he definitely has that it factor as well that we talk about. Um, he kind of reminds me of an early Robert Rude from Impact. Like, yep. starting off, you know, as beer money and then kind of growing into his own as a champion type of thing. Like, I could see Wardlow at some point being a champion outside of, like, the tag team division. And I I feel like you could do a lot of stuff with Wardlow going forward. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen. You you completely nailed it with that this isn't over. I kind of hoped it was and they would kind of just go on their own. But I think it was Santana that said it. We still got to see these guys every day and listen to them bitch and, you know, listen to them talk about how much they're how expensive their watches are and shit like that. And when he said that, I was like,
0: damn it, he's right. All right.
1: Yeah. Here we go again. It,
0: but you know, I like how they're almost going because remember him? You know, they had their bout. Sammy cut his nasty promo. Oh my god, Sammy's oh, so, he's yep. he's, dude, shoot him to the moon. Shoot yep. Sammy to the moon after this. You know, these past couple of weeks, yep. like I want him to have that title so bad. Like he's just like he, he's on fire. And I feel, who who's who's he talking about? Sean Spears. I I don't know if he's yes. Said he was gonna have a match with him. I'm blanking, but the, yeah, I like he still like, has
1: unfinished business with him.
0: <clears throat> so that's what I'm saying. The inner circle, maybe as a whole, everything is kind of done, but they're all having okay. J.K. Gar is going off to in an MMA fight. Right. Jericho is going to have a one-on-one with MJF down the road. Yeah,
1: and yeah. And oh, you also have to remember Sammy and MJF still have their own issues as
0: well. Yeah, so everyone's going to go off to like, like, this is a good feud. It's not just a, oh, we got to do a five on five match every single time we go right. at each other. Yeah. This is, I,
1: yeah. Mm. I I need to see FTR and Proud Santana powerful. and OTS. Yeah. I need to see it And, like some ridiculous match. It needs to happen because that will, I will literally sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Make sure you got popcorn and a soda ready to go because it's gonna be, it's gonna be just,
0: mm. Oh, it's gonna be perfect, perfect. Speaking about that, we following we had a solid, awesome, and I thought I thought a great tag match: Christian Cage and Jungle Boy taking on Private Party. Yes. Um, obviously Jungle Boy and Cage getting the win over Private Party. It, we haven't seen Private Party in a while, and I'm I it. This is one of those – and I get it. They have a lot of talent. they got to cycle through them. Private Party is one who I have always feel like should definitely always be towards the top of, like, the uh, the tag tag team division. They're just so good, and they're so fun to watch. And especially, you know, they're under Matt, and they look – they're kind of cocky, you know.
1: I love how they've completely ditched the ring gear, and now they're wearing, like, the suit pants and the dress shirts. Like,
0: they're just going to go ready to go to the club or just came from the club. It's just yeah. Um. But christian cage and jungle boy let me tell you I, I, they work well together granted you got to remember you had two members of the tlc matches involved here yep yeah. matt hardy and christian cage <coughs> christian obviously has been a tag, you know him and edge for years were a tag team he he just he melded so naturally with jungle boy yep and you know what like i like i told you after we watched the uh, the battle royal the ending when it was the two of them Fuck, give me cage and jungle boy. Right. Give me cage and jungle they're just so good together. Christian Cage and I've told you this before, I've never really been a Christian fan. And it's not even like a, oh, I love, you know, yeah. it's just I didn't have raw but we didn't have cable. So it was always right. smackdown. Yeah. And he was always kinda like, yeah, he was kinda like the side piece of Edge almost for a while. You know, kinda like how Matt Hardy was like, it was like the Hardy boys and then, you know, Matt went to go do his thing, but Jeff was still going through the stratosphere. Right. You know doing Swanton's going to the moon. Uh, but these two it was incredible and I was thinking about this during the match I'm like yo Christian Cage is pure fire. Matt Hardy is absolutely insane, brilliant. Like I was just I I have a new fandom for old talent right now that is really rejuvenated. Even people I haven't really been a fan. It's it's I so like much it. fun.
1: And it's great because these guys are also lending their experience, their knowledge, the wrestling IQ to all the young kids that maybe, you know, they have all that raw potential. And now you have people like Hardy with Private Party and the rest of the Matt Hardy organization or or, what are they called?
0: Hardy Family Organ,
1: Hardy Family Order or whatever, whatever their name is. Matt Hardy is, is is giving all of his knowledge to everybody, and I love to see it. Christian, I'm sure, is doing the same thing. You know, them signing Paul White, signing Mark Henry, you're bringing in these minds that have done amazing things in wrestling, and now they're there to to you know polish these young kids that are the future of the business,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like. That match, the tag team match right there, is literally an entire rub for Jungle Boy. And even for Private Party in a loss. But then you get that nice little twist at the end after the match is over. Jungle Boy <laughs> celebrating the ring. Christian goes to leave and gets a twist of fate Yeah. From Matt Hardy.
0: So... Yep. Oh. Imagine if we get Matt Hardy and Christian Cage. You know, it's probably going to happen
1: sooner rather than later. And I know all us WWE fans are going to be like, but, but but the, the rest of us is... will be like, hey, this is for storyline purposes. They're still going to go. It's going to be great.
0: <laughs> so one of the crazy things about this whole, you know, we talk about, you know, everyone gets upset. Oh, they pull pulling a WCW. They're signing all this talent, this and that. Da, 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 da. The biggest problem with WCW and even TNA back in the day was when they signed this talent and then they became like, mainstays, they were, yo top of the card always, they kind of like, oh, we're gonna push you down, we're gonna push you down, we're gonna with Sting with Christian Cage Billy Gunn, we can't keep Billy Gunn out of the mix they only wrest, I mean, Billy Gunn probably wrestles more so on Dark, which is fine because that's, again, that's more of the developmental, that's more the, we gotta, you know toughen and tone you guys up he's helping his sons,
1: again another person that's helping out you know, the younger generation, it's yeah, they're doing so, it correctly.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like people get upset, "Oh, they signed Christian this and that. They're going to sign nothing but old WWE guys." I'm like, "But Christian, how many matches has he actually wrestled?"
1: Yeah. Um, four. I think four. This is four. And four he has before that,
0: he hadn't wrestled in 6-7 years. Yeah. Even Sting. Let's look at Sting. Yeah. He's wrestled two matches, one technically in the ring. But he has he's a mind. He's a legend. He's been there. He's you know, when you start a new company, you can't sit there and go, oh, I'm going to do this bare-bones. No, no, we're just going to do it ourselves. We're going to have no legends. Invo- no, we're going to start. It doesn't work that way. You're going to be like the Cleveland Browns when they came back. It's going to take yeah. you years to get off the ground, if so. I know I say that, but, like, that's kind of my analogy I had. No, I mean, I mean, you are,
1: you're not wrong with that. It's very true. I mean, they had a, a whole bunch of, you know, young kids, and they had a, a few older guys, but, you know, they obviously were Cleveland Browns, and, well...
0: Now well, look at what, him. Now look yeah, at him it, now. <laughs> you look at it It's good to be a Browns brand, let me tell you. Um Following that we had another we had a, another celebration, Dr. Britt Baker's championship celebration. This might have been, I feel, almost like where the crowd might have been the rowdiest next yeah. to Judas playing. Um, this was this feels right. This feels so right they being champion. Yeah. yeah. And we got a lot. We still have a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, so,
1: you know, the, <laughs> the the one thing that I did not like about this segment yeah. was that it immediately feels like Nala Rose is back in the title picture. <sighs> We've already seen Nala Rose and Britt Baker.
0: Yeah.
1: Stop it. <laughs> give yeah. me something fresh. I mean, hell, even give me a rematch with Sheeta, which I don't know if you saw a photo that she put out recently, but really? she's chopped off a lot of hair. Really? It didn't show a picture of her. It just showed a picture of a lot of hair on the floor and, like, a hashtag reset.
0: And I'm like, oh. She's got to pull an Okada. Okay.
1: So uh, so we'll see when she returns. But yeah, I, I don't want to
0: repeat feud for a title. Yeah, especially when Niall. I mean, Niall has been champion. We've had her wrestle Sheeta uh, a few times. We've seen her in Brit. Fuck, you know what I'll take? I'll take her and. Uh, take Baker and Thunder Rosa. Imagine now wrestling for the title. You want to talk and about something? With Thunder Rosa getting the. <clears throat> the win over
1: Brit in an unsanctioned match, then it just leads perfectly into Brit saying, I don't have a loss on my record because of that match. That match never happened.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it, it's a built-in rivalry. And Thunder Rosa even had some words for, for Brit as well, congratulating her on being champion. But I don't know. I don't know. It's I just want something fresh. Like... Shit, throw, throw Red Velvet in there. You know, I don't know. Somebody fresh. Somebody to help build Brit up to being...
0: Layla Hirsch.
1: Throw in Layla, yes, absolutely. It's just, we need people that continue to build Brit. And then, then we'll have some super face come in and knock her off her pedestal. Like you said, Thunder Rosa. That would be a perfect, I think, opportunity for that. But we'll see.
0: But if it's going to be Nyla first up, I don't know. No, I can, I I can feel that, it's... and I hope they don't go that route.
1: I hope uh, so either. I hope so. hope so as well. But after that segment,
0: I was just like, oh, no. Well, they could... well who's number one? Now you got me wondering. AEW. I actually don't know who the number one women's rankings let's look that up right now and you know i've been following the rankings a little bit and i do notice that people actually cycle in and out of it pretty pretty uh, often which is yeah, kinda nice they do a decent job with the
1: wins loss because they you know after all with aew the wins and losses matter so
0: and it's nice <laughs> so, to see that so this is going to be as of mm, should be friday That's yeah, when they, 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 go, they, they do them wednesdays so oh, was it was wednesdays no? on the okay. second yes so not including this week What do you know? Thunder Rose is on top. Oh, look at that. And you know who's number two? Our girl. Oh. Kai Conti. Nice. Oh. I am brick for the title. Wow. And Layla Hirsch is number five. She is number four. Nylon Nyla Rose number three. So there's a lot of potential. There's there's a lot right there. Okay. And not just like jobbers. You're looking at real good wrestling. This is
1: legitimate wrestling, yeah. I love that tie is still up there. Shame on me for forgetting about her. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So now is number three. She No. Not time for her yet. <laughs> but then again, I wouldn't mind a build-up to Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker. I don't want her to just come out and be like, yo, you know, title shot, this and that. I need a build-up.
1: That's an all-out right there.
0: Or even if you want to, like, build it up a little further and go to full gear... That's true. pay. That's pay per view. That's true. that's a pay per view five star stealing match. It's true. I'm getting all oh, oh so excited. <clears throat>
1: Sam's getting hot bothered oh. again. <laughs> oh man.
0: Um, there was a couple of promos before I go to the bottom that I thought was good. Um, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Um, who are they who are they shooting oh, on?
1: Oh, interrupting. Um. Uh, Sting and, and Darby yep. telling Darby that he they wanted to find a partner who's not Sting yes. Which prove them wrong because they're saying that Darby's just riding Sting's coattails which
0: obviously you know is not the truth but that, them being the great heels that they are <laughs> but also I think you and I at this point have figured out the fact that he's going to find somebody who's not Sting for a tag team partner yeah uh, and I feel like they're going to introduce somebody Would't surprise me, and I'd be completely okay with that i I think the way they they worded that, I think they're gonna introduce somebody new into the company <clears throat> um there was also a promo, and I forgot where it was where it was um best friends in Orange Cassidy
1: yes, talking about how they're not done with Omega after how basically they cheated Orange Cassidy not once but twice out of the title
0: uh-huh. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, if you didn't watch that match and didn't see Orange Cassie as a main eventer after that, you're wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so- wrong. <laughs> I hate to say it, but like, he, I think they even said like, oh, the comedy wrestler almost got Kenny, which is, yeah, he is the, you know, the comedic relief, but he's also fucking great. Cause you know he did he did do this the you know you know the the side thing for a bit, and then he got serious. Yeah, and that's what I got give Cassidy. Cassidy can be funny, but also like yo, when it's time to kick ass, I'm gonna kick the shit out of you.
1: Yeah, that switch oh. gets flipped real quick when it needs to.
0: Mm-hmm. It was golden. Uh, following that, we had Red Velvet taking on the Bunny. I don't know when last time we saw Alley wrestle on Dynamite. It's that's been a while. rare.
1: It's rare, but um, it's nice to see. She's still
0: insane, and that's why I love her. <laughs> uh, my friend I was with told me that we need to see um, her and Abaddon in a screaming match.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> that would definitely be something. Uh,
0: but I like this. You know, Red Velvet is definitely somebody who we need to see more of. She's very talented. Uh, I know she came out with uh, Big Swole and... Kayla, uh, yeah, Kayla King, I believe. I believe so, yeah. Um, because I guess I lost a match on Dark last, this week, I think. I think this, this was like a rematch or something like that. But uh, Red Velvet won. It was good. Red Velvet's definitely, again, another one. Hey, even Allie. These two women need to be moving up in mm. rankings. Okay. And last but not least, we had a bull rope match, which I didn't think would be the main event, especially because... Nick Kamara hasn't really wrestled on the main roster. Not so much, but... The man's a beast.
1: <clears throat> like, he I... reminds me... Of A-Train. In the fact that... He literally is the size of a train. And of course, the hairy... The hairy back. Because, you know, that's just how that works. The problem is... Or actually, not the not the problem. is The difference is... When this kid... Got in the ring, and I'll call him a kid because he's younger than I am. he's my age, child. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah. Like, I honestly expected—I really did expect him to win. But I also didn't realize that Dustin Rhodes is thirteen and one. Well, now fourteen and one in
0: bull rope matches. I was like,
1: what? Like, how many bull rope matches did you have? <laughs>
0: I really like how they've been doing those a lot. Like, I know that was something that their father did back in the day. Like, it was a, you know... Yeah, I think they might have had... He might have been in, the, like, the first ever Bull Road matches. Um, I think him and Billy Graham... And I watched a document. I think it was his documentary on the network... Where, I guess, um, Madison Square Garden, him and superstar Billy Graham... Um, tore the fucking place down. Bled all over the place. But, uh, no, this was great. Again, I will say it. Every time he steps in the ring, Dustin looks like pure... Fire. Yep. Give that man before he retires. And again, another man who doesn't step in the ring often, but when he does, he's with the students. These are his students. Yep. <clears throat> you know. This looks great. Nick Camarado, incredible. He's mm-hmm. he's another one who has a few imagine him and Miro, him and Lance Archer. It's just a future, you look- he's
1: a future star in the making and, and you love to see it. <laughs>
0: You know, I, I, I think one of the things I'm starting to pick up on, like, some of these factions, I I will go back to the evolution comparison, where they put in a bunch of younger guys who maybe on the independent scene or in the factory's case, they're from his school. Yep. You know, give them a chance to, you know, we're going to put them under one of the trainers and it'll be a faction and, you know, we'll get them into their own. Obviously, they split away from Dustin to be like, okay, he's the master, you know. QT's right. the teacher, he's the master. So we're going to put ourselves in a situation where we got to wrestle the master. Right. we got to wrestle Cody, we've got to wrestle the master. You know, rather than just, oh, we're going to be training. Like, it kind of... I imagine it like, like Kung Fu, almost like. Yep, yep. So, this was great. This match exceeded all expectations, I thought. Good job to Nick. Does looked agree. incredible?
1: Yeah. Real good match. Um.
0: um
1: but- one last thing. Before we, before we move on, um, I need to give some props to Miro. That promo, that he's de- been, or well, not only the one he delivered last night, but the ones that he's been delivering lately, have been amazing. Again, it's like, why didn't WWE let him speak? It's just, I love the the subtle shout out to Lana.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I thought that was real cool too, but. Miro looks like the monster he should have always been mm-hmm. with that TNT title, and talking about how next week he has a match versus Evil Uno, who oh, yeah, to me, problem. yeah, to me is another underrated wrestler. The whole the whole dark order in its own right now that you know they are established faces forever because of everything that happened with Brody. Uh, I have a feeling that Miro's going to underestimate Evil Uno a little bit and this might be like Evil Uno's real arrive moment you know what I'm saying um, during this match I hope it's not a squash I hope it's a really good competitive match obviously I expect Miro to retain but this could be this could be a really, really good match, and I hope that I hope that they do they, they're able to do something with it.
0: <clears throat> Agreed. Agreed. Um Yeah, I did see something interesting. You mentioned Miro. Lana after her release finally congratulated him for winning the TNT title. Yep. Um that kinda frustrated me a little bit. The fact that you can't even like congratulate your SO, your significant yep. other. Yep. of their accomplishments when they happen in public. Yep.
1: Whereas. I also, I also noticed uh, when you spoke of that, I immediately thought of, oh, hey, I wondered if Adam Cole said anything to- about Brit.
0: Nope. Nope. Which is weird because, I mean, they were also the ones who put Brit on television during an NXT pay-per-view. And even well, that
1: have- supposedly was supposed to be a mistake. They yeah. just saw a reaction and they quickly went to it.
0: Yeah. Well, I know I get that. I get that, but it's still one of those, you can't mention, but you make these, whether it's yeah. a mistake or not. They've apologized. Yeah, I get it. But it's like, yo, know, this is their significant, Charlotte. So I, I actually was, I'm I'm always curious now because there's so much talent that is. Yep. When I, I looked just before we started recording. So about, what are we looking at? 13 hours ago now? 13 or so hours ago, if you go on Charlotte's Twitter, all she has, and it's definitely when he debuted. It's definitely when he debuted. Because all it was was like a long line of just the crying um, emoji. And then yep. under it, same same length, was a bunch of hearts. Yeah. You know, I think though, we didn't really kind of get into it, but I think Lana, if anyone's going to make it to AEW, I think Lana's going to join her husband. I agree. Um I I don't know
1: how the fans would take to that because I feel like she's almost in Eva Marie territory when it comes yeah. to pure hatred for no reason. Like when it came to these WWE releases, ninety percent of Twitter blamed Eva Marie for this. And it's like what makes no sense whatsoever Eva's been with the company we signed with the company for months now months and for all we know yeah she's talking about getting back in the ring but a lot of the things I've heard is that she's going to be a manager for uh, a new NXT talent yeah you know coming to the main roster I think that's great have her be a valet they need to bring back valets need to bring back managers you know uh, special counsels you know because shit Paul Heyman can't do it all. <laughs> no, nope. we need more people
0: representing the wrestlers. Nope, we need more Bobby Knins. Yes, we need no more Mister Fujis. Like yeah, need- no, I agree with that. Um, granted, I will always go back to you know what was hindered potentially in WWE, you know, might flourish <coughs> in AEW. I mean, I know people who hated Dean Ambrose; they didn't like him. They didn't think that his character was bad. They thought he was a bad wrestler. And then the moment. John who shows up in AEW, and they watch him wrestle and become who he is. You know, it, you know, it changed everyone's perspective. It changed a lot of people's perspective. But again, again, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm being optimistic here. Lana could absolutely show up a w AEW and just be full flat.
1: It's definitely possible.
0: But Problem. I could—I'm yeah. just thinking with her husband. You know, we talk about that, like, with Taya Valkyrie going over to WWE— with John Morrison, whatnot. So I don't know, just uh, talking out my ass. <laughs> we'll, uh,
1: we'll see what happens. There's, there's a there's a lot of a lot of time to wait before these things happen, and we can we can speculate until <clears throat> the cows
0: come home. We can. Um actually, one quick piece of news that we did forget to mention. So WWE SummerSlam. Yes. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, or at least I saw, rumor was it was going to be on a Saturday this year. It is. It is on a Saturday. But on top of that, there are even larger rumors, which I don't think have been confirmed yet. But supposedly, we may be holding SummerSlam at the new stadium in Vegas. They are
1: announcing it? Oh Allegiant Stadium. This weekend, I
0: believe they're announcing it sometime this weekend. There's something. Um, the twenty twenty one Belmont Stakes pre race show on the fifth, so that's today. Uh, that is correct. So,
1: so by the time this goes up, we'll already know where it is. So,
0: but, but yeah, if it's in Vegas, Sam. All right, <laughs> <I> which Allegiant <laughs> Stadium though? But what have I said for years? Or uh, SummerSlam? It's the party of the summer. I've always hated it being in an enclosed arena. I think SummerSlam ninety two outside Wembley Stadium. I I don't know if this is this is probably outside. I'm looking like I can't see with my glasses. I you know. Um but if it's if it's gonna be in a stadium in Vegas, we're in for a treat. Um Guys, thank you very much for listening. Let us know what you thought about this episode. And as always, please don't forget to follow us on Twitter at media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Bedlam Media. You can find myself as Sam, the SLB official, and Scott as Scotty J Stream. We are on all streaming platforms, including Pandora Now. If we are not on a streaming platform, please let us know. and We will try to get ourselves on there. On your streaming platform, please make sure to like, share, subscribe, comment, leave a review. Tell people why Above the Ring and Bedlam Media is the podcast that you choose to listen to and why they should listen to us as well. Guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. This has been Above the Ring with Scott and Sam. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All
1: 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast
0: where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s.
1: It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.